Hello everyone, welcome to Sunday Stories at 6. My name is Fatima Jaffer, and today we're doing a direct response to the presidential debate, which occurred on October 22nd, 2020. I know there's a lot of topics that we can cover with the presidential debate. However, because this is a podcast on immigration reform, we are going to specifically stick with immigration reform. All right. I want to begin with what President Trump said about the 500-plus children being lost at the border because of the Zero Tolerance Policy Act. Trump claimed that the children were not coming with their parents. Instead, they were coming with coyotes and cartels. The problem with saying this is not because that they actually did come with coyotes or cartels, which by the way, they did not. The problem is, is that these children actually did come with their parents. And saying that they came on coyotes and cartels deviates from the actual issue that separating children from their parents is a human human rights violation. That's the problem with stating this. Another problem is that there was a huge blow up on Twitter and social media about what coyotes actually meant. I saw a lot of people making fun of other people because they didn't know what coyotes meant either. The problem with this, it actually all goes back to our education system. Being the teacher that I am, I tend to relate everything back to our education system. We never actually learned what a coyote was in our education system. In our K-12 public education, do you really think they're going to teach us what a coyote is? No. And so can you really blame other people for not knowing what a coyote is? No. And that's exactly what people do when people talk about institutional and systemic racism. We don't talk about that either in our public schools, but in my opinion, I think we definitely should. Because as an educator, when are people going to learn this? Personally, I learned it in college. I had no idea what systemic or institutional racism was or coyotes were until I went to college and I studied political science. However, you know, not everyone goes to college and not everyone studies political science. So when are these people going to learn these things? On top of that, people do not deviate from their environment. Some people stay in their same city or their same town for the rest of their lives. How are they going to know these things if they have no idea, you know, what's going on at the border of this United States? If somebody from the North lives in New York or New Jersey or any of those places, And, you know, they don't really talk about what happens um, with our Mexican neighbors. How are they going to know what a coyote is? For those of you that don't know, a coyote is somebody that brings children to the United States for better lives. Another problem with this debate was that they were calling children illegal immigrants and referring to them as rapists, criminals, and bad people. However, That's generalizing, and we all know what the problem is with generalizing. When we call immigrants, which by the way, the majority of immigrants are not criminals, they are not rapists, they do not come here through cartels or coyotes, alright? The majority of undocumented immigrants come here for better lives. And why do they even come here for better lives in the first place? If you look throughout our history, throughout the world's history, it all relates to a history of exploitation, colonialism, and imperialism, which, by the way, was done by Europeans and the United States. So the fact that people want to come here for a better life because the United States and Europeans are the ones that exploited them from these better lives in the first place, in my opinion, 
what's the problem with that? In my opinion, why aren't we giving people a better life? To be honest, the only reason why you and I have better lives is because we were born in the United States. We got lucky, right? Or we were able we were able to gain citizenship. But the problem is is that there's still no pathway to citizenship. I want to address what Biden said about providing citizenship for immigrants within the first 100 days of being president. Unfortunately, Trump was right in that case, in such that the Obama administration wasn't able to do anything for immigration reform, or previous Democrats weren't able to either. The problem with this, actually, is that number one, Yeah, they weren't able to do anything in their last two years because there was a Republican Senate. Unfortunately, when bills get passed on immigration reform, they are passed because they're very broad and very generic and very subtle. Concrete things and concrete issues that need to be addressed are never passed because, unfortunately, everything is a partisan issue these days. Unfortunately, if one specific thing is wrong with a bill, the Republicans won't sign it. But the same goes with Democrats. If one specific thing is wrong with the bill, the Democrats won't sign it either. So what happens? Bills get stuck. You go to gridlock. And nothing gets signed for immigration reform. However, Trump was wrong in such that DACA was actually created by Obama. So because of Obama and the Obama administration, we were able to progress slightly towards immigration reform. However, Trump did not say this. Instead, he kept going back to the cages, the cages, the cages. But in reality, the ones who were separated from their parents happened because of the Zero Tolerance Policy Act, which was administered under the Trump administration. Now, I'm not saying this to, you know, go against Trump or go against Biden or any of that stuff. I'm saying this because it's simply been too long since we have had immigration reform in the United States. The problem is, is not that I'm a diehard blue, or I'm a liberal, or all of that nonsense. The problem with this is that I actually genuinely care about immigration reform, and I know a lot of other people who I personally know, and who I see through social media, care as well. The problem with these issues is that a lot of them are human rights violations, but they are addressed as simply partisan issues either Republican issues or Democrat issues, and they are never addressed. And that is the problem with these debates. The the problem with these debates is that a lot of people like to see arguing. You know, I was talking to a lot of people after the presidential debate, and a lot of them said that, you know, it really wasn't entertaining this time, so they didn't like it. But the problem with that mindset is that, is a presidential debate supposed to be entertaining? Or is it supposed to reach a concrete issue so that we know where our presidential candidates stand so that we can vote for them in order to enact the the policies that we find value in? The problem is, is that everything has become an issue of entertainment. And at the end of the day, everything goes back to one concrete side. The problem is, is that there's no such thing as an issue, an issue so broad as immigration reform, being simply liberal or simply conservative, or simply Marxism, or simply socialism, or simply communism, or simply all of these things that people love to give labels to. Why don't we ever look at these things as human rights issues? Why don't we ever look at these things as humanitarian issues? And why don't we ever look at these things as issues that you and I 
we're just so lucky to have, but others aren't able to have just because they weren't born here. Why don't we ever look at it through a broad lens? Why do we have to put labels on everything? That's the issue why nothing gets done in this country. You know, I was in a lobby visit this past week with the office of Senator Marco Rubio and a few other um, colleagues joined me as well. And that was very nice of them. So shout out to those colleagues that joined me. But in this lobby visit, the staffer who was talking in behalf of Senator Marco Rubio, he was saying that, you know, the problem with Senator Marco Rubio not supporting the Dream and Promise Act, which does provide a pathway towards citizenship for DACA recipients, the problem with this act is that it doesn't include secure borders. But this act is not talking about immigrants who travel from other countries. This act is talking about immigrants that are already here in this country. And so you're not supporting a bill that addresses the issue of DACA recipients that are already in this country simply because there's no border control? What does that have to do with the people that are already here? What does, border, what does border control have to do with those that are suffering and are constantly living with the fear of deportation if they're already here in this United States? We are not talking about border control when we talk about DACA. We're not talking about border control when we talk about providing a pathway towards citizenship to those who are already here in the United States. Granted, you know, there does need to be measures, of course. However, if we do not provide a pathway towards citizenship, then we have thousands and thousands of people here in the United States working without receiving the benefits of their taxes that they are contributing to our economy. And we have people living with deportation. We have people living in fear. We have people basically just praying every single night for their lives and the lives of their families just because there is no specific program that gives them the chance to have the same chances that we do. The problem with not passing bills and the problem with ignoring legislation that addresses these issues is that we wanted to encompass all of the issues on immigration reform. However, like I've been saying, immigration reform is so broad that one specific bill is not going to cover all of those things. Unfortunately, until we start agreeing that there needs to be there needs to be bills. There needs to be more bills and more bills and more bills that address all of these issues on immigration reform. And the problem is, is that it can't just be blue and it can't just be red. There needs to be a compromise. And until there is a compromise, it's just going to keep, it's just going to keep being gridlock. Nothing is going to keep, keep be, nothing is going to pass. To be honest, nothing is going to pass just like we haven't seen anything pass since DACA. Oh my goodness, I just can't, um, there's just too many things to even talk about with this issue, but I do want to address further um, the issue of the debate. So another issue was the asylum issue and catch and release. So Trump said that the reason why he does not want to have people seeking asylum in this country and the reason why he doesn't believe in catch and release is because you know, we say that immigrants can come, you know, later on to have a fair trial and seek asylum. However, he believes that these people don't show up. He's saying that 1% of people who are, undocument, who are undocumented end up showing up for these asylum trials. However, through fact checks, which I did research before this podcast, 
They have said that that is simply not true. Majority of undocumented citizens, sorry, undocumented immigrants, I wish they were citizens, do come for their trial. They do come to seek asylum because, of course, like I've said before, they're not criminals, they're not rapists, and they're not some aliens, and they're not illegal either. These are human beings that genuinely want a better life. But instead of addressing that, Trump says that they have the lowest IQs out of all of the immigrants that come here. Really, Trump? The lowest IQs? Do we really want to talk about lowest IQs here? Really? You know, it's sad because, you know, just because immigrants aren't able to pay their way for education or pay their pay their way for businesses and a better life, just because they don't have that opportunity like Trump did doesn't mean they have lower IQs. To be honest, they probably have higher IQs. But in reality, do you even know where the IQ term comes from? IQs were actually derived back in our history where we actually wanted to exclude immigrants from Europe coming into the United States. So IQ was developed to actually limit people to come to the United States. And it was a certain test which was meant for only a certain group of people to come to the United States and gain citizenship. Whereas other people who did not you know, pass this IQ test were sent back to, were sent back to their specific countries in Europe. You know, we talk about all these countries. We talk about Mexico. We talk about the countries in Europe, such as Spain. We talk about every other country, you know, in Africa and every country in the Middle East and all these countries throughout the world. But do we know how these countries even came about? These countries came about through invisible borders. These borderlines were not made, you know, by these citizens of those specific countries. Those citizens were actually within their own little tribes. These countries were made by Europeans who drew these borders. And so when you have a bunch of tribes being forced to become one country, there's obviously going to be conflict. And that's another reason why people have to leave their country. Because these invisible borders, which were made by Europeans, caused them to leave their country because now it's in utter chaos it's thousands of years of dealing with this other other chaos and terrible terrible lifestyle because they were forced to live with their villagers or their neighbors or their you know people that they never even got along with in the first place and automatically become citizens automatically conform to this one way of thinking and this one way of saying that okay i am part of this new country Whereas in reality, you know, they spend generations of actually not believing that. They spend generations of saying that, you know what, what is this country? I don't know what this country is, but, you know, I know what my tribe is and I'm a part of a tribe. And you cannot take that identity away from me. We see this with Native Americans. The Native Americans never used to call themselves United States citizens. And yet they were the first ones on this land. So how can we call anyone else illegal if we don't even have the right to own this land? If we are the ones that took away from the Native Americans? I'm sorry, I say we like I'm involved in it. I'm not involved in that process. I never will be. I'm an immigrant. I come from a family of immigrants. And I'm proud of that. I am proud of being an immigrant. And you should all be proud of being immigrants also. Because this country was founded by immigrants. This country is not made up by Native Americans, because if it was, a lot of things would be different. Unfortunately, Christopher Columbus, you know, his, you know, happy little day just passed, but we don't call that Christopher Columbus Day anymore. We call it Indigenous People, Indigenous People Day.
because it is their day. They did found they did find this land, but unfortunately, Christopher Columbus is the one that paved the way of taking this land away from them. And that these are the things that we need to address in our public education system. Personally, you know, I know this isn't a podcast about education. Like I said before, you know, I am an educator, so I do relate everything back to education. And I do believe that we need to address these issues in our school system so we don't have people making fun of other people saying, oh, you don't know what institutional racism is? You don't know what systemic racism is? You don't know what coyotes are? You don't know what all these things are? Well, how could you know? We didn't learn all, any of these things in our public education system. We didn't learn how to do taxes. taxes. We didn't learn how to, you know, balance our budget. We didn't learn how to cook. We didn't learn how to clean. These are things, unfortunately, that we learn because of our lifestyles. We learn them because of our environment. But if we don't grow up in this type of environments, then how are we ever going to learn? My name is Fatima Jaffer, and I appreciate you so much for listening on today's podcast. This is a response to the presidential debate, which occurred on Thursday. Please make sure you get out there and vote. It is less than, I believe it is almost almost a little bit more than a week before um, our elections on November 3rd, but please make sure you are voting before that, just in case, you know, your vote doesn't count or anything like that. We want to avoid all possible scenarios where that may occur. Please go out there and vote. Please go out there and use your amendment rights, and please go out there and make a difference in today's society. In order to better address the problems in this nation, we must talk about these issues. We must educate everyone else on these issues as well, because we're never going to learn if we do not research. We're never going to learn if we do not educate others. So stop judging other people if they don't know something. Stop judging people just because, you know, they were brought up in a certain environment and they think one certain thing. Educate others. Talk to others. Don't argue with others. Listen to their perspectives. And, you know, I say this, but to be honest, you know, I have a hard time doing this as well. It's very hard for me to listen to somebody that doesn't believe that racism still exists. It's very hard for me that to talk to somebody that believes that, you know, immigrants don't deserve a pathway towards citizenship. It is very hard for me to understand those things. But unfortunately, if we, you know, if we don't seek to understand first, then nothing is going to get done. And we see the effects of that in our country right now. Right now, our country is in complete, utter chaos, and we must change that. We must learn how to be civil human beings. And, you know, I'm trying to, trying to also incorporate that advice into my own life as well. Have a great week, everyone. Take care, stay safe, and I will see you all next Sunday on Sunday Stories at 6. If you would like to come on a lobby visit, or if you would like to get more involved with immigration reform, please contact me at fj. 15 at my.fsu.edu. Again, that's fj15 at my.fsu.edu. Thank you and have a great week, everyone. See you all on Sunday.